Let the world call me a fool. Let the world call me a fool. That's all that matters, and I'll do. <laughs> Anything that's Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is Reservations, and I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Mumford. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the thread. Well, Mumford but was that's, fine. that's so good, dude, because as you know, that. Uh, YouTube channel Ashley and I really like Smosh. Uh, Courtney, Courtney Miller, she has a character that a recurring character that she has that's literally called Boneless. Boneless, and that's it. Because uh, <laughs> what's funny is she, when you go back and watch the very first time she plays the character, you can tell she's just like that trying to come up with a full name, uh, but she couldn't because yeah. she was like, "My name is Boneless." <laughs> And that was it. And <laughs> history was made. Yeah, of course. Just like now. Just like now, yeah. Mumford. Mumford. Yeah. Oh, you're done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everyone. Uh, dude, before we get into it, man, I just, I have to talk about it because I'm just so fucking excited. Uh, A24 officially announced Pearl today. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Future Rain has found a really good resolution of the poster and put it up for us. Hopefully. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't watch because I don't watch our show. Um, <laughs> did you? Were you able to superimpose the Criterion? Um, oh, the the video that, or or just like the Criterion? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, okay, the, I know. Uh, apparently, Future Rain. Well, now it's Past Rain, yeah. which is now me. Uh, I I just did not feel like fucking. So Past Rain, hold on. Past rain and present rain merge. sort of merge. Yeah, Got it. and future rain, who knows? Is his own thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, I just, I was like, you know what, here, I was able to just get the box art yeah. off the Criterion website, and I just kind of put it right here. Oh, okay, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, cool. So hopefully future rain isn't fucking us and he's putting up the, the yeah, pearl well, poster, which I'm excited. You know, I loved X. I thought it was yeah, great. Yeah, and, uh, and you and I saw X together. We were yeah. the only ones in the theater. It was rad, man. That was yeah. a dope. Movie, movie was rad, uh, and I'm so excited for Pearl. Especially, I think what intrigues me is that it was made in secret. Yeah. Like they're like, hey, all right, we finished X. All right, now we're gonna make this movie right now. Yeah. Uh, and I love at the top of the poster it says an extraordinary. That's X, fun. X and it, but it just has the X extraordinary origin. Uh, dude, I'm excited, bro. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. Again, I thought X was a great resurgence of this old sort of slasher, mm-hmm. you know, like 70s sort of a, a film and in a little 80s, you know, but I I loved it. I thought Ty West did a great job and I'm, we'll see what he does with Pearl. You know what I mean, we'll I know, man. see that goes. We'll uh, see what kind of genre it's going to be. I hope it's not going to be the same kind. I hope he's going to... I hope he takes, yeah, I hope he takes a different approach. To I it. do too. I yeah. mean... Obviously, it's probably going to be horror. It's but. fine if he does. Well, I meant like... Oh, like if it's going to be slasher. Well, yeah, or, you know, because I know it's going to be horror, obviously. I meant like maybe since it's so far in the past, it'll be like gothic horror or... You know <sighs> what I mean? Like, that'd be tight. Because, you know, he he said it in the 70s and then, of course, it has that style, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping he does a similar thing with Pearl and that it's going to be the style of the time. Yeah. Well, let's see. I mean... That'd be tight. Ty West does great stuff, so... Welcome back to X. You know, we're... <laughs> I mean, for sure, we will 100% do an episode over that at some point. You think so? 
Oh, I mean, I would love to talk about that movie and right. break down that slasher horror is one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Not today. Not today. Uh, today, we are talking about the 2015 movie Hell or High Water. Um, dude, this movie was uh, this movie was rad. Yeah, man. Oh, yep. Super rad. First time seeing it. Yeah. Super For rad. You. Um, yeah. yeah, so first impressions, man, it was great. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as... It was a little shorter than I was expecting. Yeah. I would have thought this movie about bank robbing uh, would have been a little bit longer, but uh, I saw the runtime. I was like, oh, only an hour and 45 minutes? That's it's nothing, man. It's cake. Well, and then after it was over, I was like, that needed to be only an hour and 45 minutes. It's it, perfect, was, yeah. it was perfect runtime, which, of course, you know, is something that you and I on the show go back and forth on a lot. Sometimes we want it longer, maybe a little shorter, but... yeah. This was perfect. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, man, and the first real Taylor Sheridan thing I've actually watched. Uh, both my parents keep telling me I need to watch Yellowstone. My dad, dad is really like, he's like, you need to watch Mayor of Easttown. He's like, you need to watch that. Mayor of Easttown's good. Um, and then he he's been kind of on the fence with me about 1886. Oh, I haven't seen it. And he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, it's a prequel to Yellowstone. Mom said I need to pace myself if I do watch 1886. She was like, it's intense. You, you need to pace yourself. I would say no to all of that. <laughs> and you just need to watch Sicario and Wind River. Well, I mean, obviously you need to watch Sicario because that's, uh, that's, our, that's our boy, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, I mean, Sicario was the first one um, okay. in this. I think he calls it the American Frontier Trilogy. Really? So you have Sicario, you have Hell or High Water, and then you have... Uh, Wind River. Wind River has Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. That's there, correct. Right? Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny. And um, Gil, oh no, Bur- Birmingham? I think that's his name. Yes. Love that guy. Love. He's phenomenal. He is in Wind River also. Um, I feel I, like he was just in a movie that I saw recently. <laughs> he's in a lot of things that I watch. And uh, and if Haley's with me, oh hey, look who it is! She goes, oh, that's Jacob's dad. Oh my in- <laughs> god! Oh yes, dude, they got one of the greatest character actors of any generation to be in a Twilight movie. You know what I mean? Multiple, multiple, multiple Twilight movies, um, yeah. which is amazing because Gil Berman, I mean, he's he's amazing. Jesus Christ. I completely forgot. I've seen all but the last two of the Twilight franchise. Wish I could say the same. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, man, the movie was great. And yeah. again, like I said in our little tease for it, um, I love Chris Pine. Um, I think he's really come a very long way as an actor, and I love seeing him out of his element. Uh, I think you did say really good last week about him sort of becoming this leading man. Um, Shout out to Comic-Con. I watched the Dungeons & Dragons trailer, and that's very much the case that they're making him the leading man of this. I may see it. I think it might just be because um, he's Captain Kirk, and to me that's like true, a... True, It's a... To me it's a classic leading man role, right? Well, well yeah, then you gotta, you know, then you look at, you know, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And even though he's not the main... The, the main character of Wonder Woman. Still. Still, you know, you know, um, and the dude is just so goddamn handsome. I mean, yeah. in this film, they really highlight his his eyes. They are yeah. just in one of the reviews I read. It said impossibly blue. You know, <laughs> uh, it's it's incredible. You know, the dude is just handsome. You know, like I. 
Yeah. You can't you can't deny it, you know? No, no, no. And you could you can dirty him up, you can scruff him up, you can put as many they, raggedy flannels as you want on him, <laughs> and the dude is still handsome. If you know, not more handsome. You know, and I'd like to say that I meant to look it up, but I know Chris is not from Texas, but you know, they definitely gave him the West Texas treatment and uh he pulled it off. They both did. I thought, yeah. well, everybody, their accents were on point. Oh, uh, 100%. Much. Yeah. Uh, which I definitely wanted to talk about uh, once we really get into the episode. But So, Jeremy, uh, why don't you hit our audience with that brief little synopsis. All right, cool. That you're so good at. So, Hell or High Water follows two brothers who are desperately trying to raise some money so they can save their family farm. Um that is being um, foreclosed on, taken over by the bank. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the way they are doing it is they are robbing banks, the exact branch that is foreclosing on the property. Um, a little bit of a fuck you while also, you know, getting getting the job done. Well, and the ending is, uh, I think, a triple fuck you. Yes, it is. But we'll get there. And um, so the movie follows them as they go from small West Texas town to small West Texas town. Um, and of course... When I saw the movie for the first time, uh, the name of the bank kind of raised my ears because it's Texas Midlands. You know, yeah. go, hey, I'm yeah. from Midland. Um, it has nothing to do with Midland, but I, to me, it was a little shout out to Midland. To me, I, it probably wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, the story also follows the, uh, are they marshals? They're Texas Rangers. They're Rangers. The uh, two Texas Rangers that are tracking them down, uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, Gilbert Ringham. Um, and it all comes to a head, uh, after a few successful bank robberies, um, they have a couple more to go and it doesn't go so well and we'll get into the specifics, but, um, they split up, they get tracked down. Well, one gets tracked down, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the wild card hothead, uh, brother, uh, played beautifully by Ben Foster. Yeah. Tanner. Um, takes them on a wild goose chase, distracts them from, um, oh man. Toby. Toby. Yeah. Uh, Toby's trail and Toby kind of gets away with it, uh, in a way, in a way, uh, yeah, in, in a way. way, because, uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Ranger retires. However, he is still hung up on the case, follows up with, uh, Toby. And they sort of had this very, very intense, very, um, I think, beautifully written and beautifully shot standoff mm -hmm. um, between the two of them. And it ends with you, the audience, knowing that it's not over until it's over, right? Yeah. Um, and that is a very quick, very messy synopsis of Hell or High Water. Well, man, I mean, I mean, it's got to be messy because... You know, we've got a lot to dive into. Yeah, we do. You know, the the robberies themselves, the the relationship between Tanner and Toby, um, the relationship between uh, Jeff Bridges and Gil. So I'd say let's let's actually start with Tanner and Toby. Sure. Um, they're brothers. Uh, I didn't even know they had a last name, and I didn't even care until I watched some of the behind the scenes and some of the interviews, I was like, oh, they have last names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Because all I needed is that they are brothers. They're trying to save their family farm. And that's all I needed. Yeah. And especially halfway through the movie, I was like, that's all I need. I don't care if they have <laughs> last names. 
Um, and it's just so very Texan that their names are Tanner and Toby. You think so? I, I truly think so. Because I know a lot of Tanners and I know a lot of Tobys. I don't know. I don't think I know any Tobys. Well, but I think I, I know like a Toby. I know a Tanner. So Yeah. It was his birthday the other day. Uh, I have a birthday Tanner. Uh, <laughs> Does he watch the show? No. Oh, I don't think so. should. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, and for the longest time, when I'd heard about the movie and seen things about the movie, I always assumed... <laughs> That Chris Pine was the older brother. I see. And Ben Foster was the younger brother. But, of course, uh, the movie lets you know very early on that Chris is the younger brother and Ben's the older brother. Well, and I I like their dynamic because, um, obviously, Toby has planned this thing out Mm -hmm. perfectly, right? Yeah. He just needs someone to help him out. And, of course, his brother's a degenerate. Yeah. Uh, or as, you know, uh, the very handsome writer of this movie, Taylor Sheridan. Terrence, Taylor Sheridan. Uh, Makes says, a cameo in this film, by the way. Yeah. Uh, says about Tanner is he's a career criminal. He is. Yeah. Um, this guy's been doing it for a while. He's uh, just got out of prison. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally just got out of prison. Literally. Like a year ago. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll risk going back again. I'll be out. It's no big deal. Right? Because it's, it's family. Right? Like, yeah. I'm going to help you out, brother. It's not a big deal. Like... What's important to you is important to me. And honestly, I think that Tanner will take any excuse to, to get back into it. Right? Yeah. He doesn't want to live the straight life. He doesn't, he doesn't like it. Yeah. I, he, he's not built for it. This is not his world. Yeah. I, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that I was watching today was saying that Tanner has made his bed. This is his life. He's willing to go back to prison if necessary. Yeah. yeah and it's no big deal to him. As where Toby is more, well, I don't want to end up in prison. I want to get this done, but I don't want to end up in prison. Toby is the personification of the desperation, right? Correct. Yeah. Toby doesn't want to do this. Toby feels like it's his only option. Yeah. Right? And by hitting the banks that are making his life so difficult, right? Uh, the In one of the articles I was reading, it said the Texas Midlands Bank is both his his downfall and his savior all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, because where it's making his life a living hell, it's also kind of helping him get out of it by him robbing them. Right. right. Yeah. And I love the way that, you know, we're finding out little subtle details about their plan and how their how how their precision is right yeah uh, not taking uh, bundles right not taking large bills because they track those right just mm-hmm. taking small bills in the drawer don't get anything from the vault right right because again those things are cataloged they're they're traceable mm-hmm. right even the small bills are traceable but of course they they flip it pretty easily they clean it as it were yeah. um if i go in the casino yeah we uh i will say as in, in terms of mini heist movies, we learned, learned a lot of how quickly you could potentially get away with robbing. Like, just take it to the casino. It gets put back into circulation. They can't even find it. Yeah. As the attorney says. It's almost like in, um, in the film, all you need to do, change it out into chips, wait a couple of hours, and then go cash them back. Right? Yeah. If you're under the assumption no one is watching you, um, then it seems pretty plausible that it doesn't seem suspicious. You just went, you came back with essentially the same amount of money. And especially if it's a different person, 
the second time, mm-hmm. changing it out, who cares, right? Yeah. Because um, yeah. you have to wait for that money. Because if you do it right away, there's more likely you're going to get the same money. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, yeah. Is what my understanding is. No, that makes sense. Because I did wonder. I was like, why are they just waiting around? Like that's why they're waiting around. What are they doing? I think they're waiting for the money to circulate more. Yeah, and then yeah, and then go back in. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, you know, so I do love the the relationship between them. You know, we've done a lot of movies about brothers. Mm-hmm. Or at least the one that I'm remembering the most of is, of course, Warriors. Oh, of course. Uh, Warrior. A shout out to our Warrior episode. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Check that out. The only movie so far that's made me cry on our podcast. But um, but I do love this relationship. You know, as we're Warrior, the relationship between the brothers was more strained. Um, Tanner and Toby are somewhat close. Yeah. You know, maybe they, you know, Tanner, Toby being the younger brother definitely has to reel in his older brother. Well, they do have, they have that shared trauma. They have Mm. their, their father, right? Yeah. Their abusive father, which is alluded to. Uh, And Tanner killed him, um, which is wild. Wild. Yeah. And he has no remorse for it. Of course not. Especially the, I just love the delivery. You know, Ben's like, you know, that's why I shot that son of a bitch. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Okay. And I love later on when they're reading his rap sheet uh, oh. that you find out how he did it. And, yeah, you know, shot him on a hunting accident in the barn. In the barn in April. In right? April, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. I, I I love that little piece of exposition uh, at the end. Um, but yeah, so they have that shared trauma, right? Mm-hmm. They. It seems like the only reason they would be a little bit off off rhythm would be because he was gone. Yeah. If he hadn't have gone to prison, they'd be fine or they would be closer. Obviously. Yeah. Right. I, I think that they're still close, even though they are completely different. Yeah. Um, you know, where Tanner is a career criminal as Taylor Sheridan says. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we learned, Toby really hasn't done anything wrong ever in his life ever, which is so odd. And then, yeah. um, but again, I like that dynamic. I like the, the hot and cold. I like the, the, the yin and yang with that because it makes the bank robberies more meaningful because of the struggle that you know Toby's going through. He yeah. doesn't want to do this. Again, mm. this is something he has to do. This is something that is the only way out. Yeah. And, of, and of his, yeah. Well, and it's a good segue into the, the robberies themselves sure. because the first robbery, which I loved the setup, you know, if it was one take, right? following yes the cars and then following the teller yeah so following the teller and it's so fast and if you don't pause it you don't see it but i'm gonna read you the graffiti um oh yeah um yeah i saw it uh hold on it was uh something about three tours yes uh three okay uh three tours in iraq but no bailout for people like us um of course it's alluding to the bank bailouts Mm -hmm. right uh from the the housing bubble um, yeah. recession crisis of 2008. Um, and of course this is a, essentially a veteran, a normal citizen, you know, mm-hmm. stating his frustration and anger um, yeah. with the way the world is. And I like that there's a little bit of that in this film, but not too much. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like it seems like the, these bank robberies are quote justified because of the social, because of the social status with the way we view banks, especially yeah. now, right now that oh, yeah. we know what the banks were doing all these years, 
because of the housing crisis, because of mm. 2008, we now know a lot more about the the shady dealings of these banks, right? And yeah. so now the the public view of banks has sort of, you know... Shifted. Way shit. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. people were always very weary of banks, especially mm. after um, the... Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. After the Great Depression. I was about to say, are you leaning towards... The yeah, the Great Depression, and then Black Monday, and then all that other shit, yeah. right? I mean, there are several examples. Well, and, and you know, and, and I love that Taylor said this in the behind-the-scenes stuff, too, is that, you know, a lot of these small towns, not just in Texas, uh, they were hit really hard by everything. Yeah. And again, uh, I agree with what you're saying about how we get a little bit of that, and I love how they do it, is we see all these signs. Yeah. You know, you know, get cash quick or, you know, need debt help, you know, or, you know, all these for sale signs. Yeah. And, and I love that because again, yeah, um, it makes the robberies feel sort of justified in a way, in a right? way. Yeah. Cause I do know Taylor said that we don't know who necessarily we need a root for. Right. In the movie. And, uh, that alludes to the title of this episode, but we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll um, I love that in, there are a little bit even dialogue, Right of at the at the diner, you have that guy going. You mean that bank that just got robbed? That's been robbing me for years. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's that, and then not much else. Thank God, because I think if there would have been too much of that, it would have been too much like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Or too much like, frankly, Natural Born Killers, which of course Natural Born Killers is parodying in a way the sort of glorification of criminals. Yeah. And and you know hero worshiping them basically. Yeah. In in this film, they don't become martyrs. They're not heroes, right? In the public eye, if anything, they're the opposite because of the way the public goes after them, of yeah. course. Oh yeah. Um. So okay, let's keep with the bank robbers yeah. because you're right. That first one is amazing. The way that we're following her, and and we see their car. Yeah. Because the camera shoots through her window, and we see the car kind of tailing her a little bit, which I was like. That's important. And then when we actually see their car, because we don't see them yet. Yeah. We see their car, and I was like, oh, shit, it's going down. Like, it's going down right now. Okay. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And, then of course, the there's no crescendo. There's no, like, real music swell. There is music, but then it kind of dies down when the action starts, mm -hmm. which is great. Uh, and also, shout out to that actress who plays the teller. Uh, she, mm -hmm. she was in um, Palm Springs. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, She's been in a She's bunch She's a great stuff. character actress, uh, uh, and I really like seeing her. And I and I love how, and again, it's very Texan, that even in the face of this bank robbery, she's still being very sassy. She is being very sassy uh, <laughs> at, at, uh, at Tanner. There's a few moments of sassiness, I guess, with not only her, but even with the older gentleman at the other bank. Oh, yeah. He's you, got a gun on, you got a gun on you, old man? He's hilarious. You're damn right I do. He's like, yeah. Y'all robbing him. And of course he says something insensitive. He's like, y'all yeah. ain't even Mexicans. You know, yeah, which very, makes me laugh every time. Well, cause it's a very Texan thing to say. A very old man Texan thing to say. Very, yeah. Very, very, as I refer to it, a uh, very good old boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus he makes me laugh every time. And of course, um, you know, in that instance, I mean, we, we need to get through the first. Okay. Robbery. Yeah. All right, right. Okay. So the first robbery, um, before we even see their faces, um, we can tell almost who's who. 
Well, at least know. who's the alpha and who's the beta, right? Because yeah. we we know right away that whoever this guy is, he knows exactly what to do, and he's very intense, right? Mm-hmm. The other guy's sort of gun shy, literally, and sort of, you know, not sure what to do, right? Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, because um, I never really paid attention to this detail, but this isn't the first one. They've done this before. This isn't their very first job, right? No. I think he's still getting the hang of it, but... I think it's implied they've... They've done it before. They've done one before. So this... Yeah, yeah. Because they... Which... If that's true, which I want it to be, I like that. I like that we're not jumping right into their first go-around. Because I kind of like this sort of lived-in... I don't... Sort of world. I don't... Know if they ever say because I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm trying because to remember when detail. when the Rangers catch wind of it, it was the two banks we just saw them rob. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie. maybe it is first, which is fine. Um, but it seems like they've already got some cash. I know. I don't know. And Unless maybe it is because now I'm starting to think because you know they bury the cars after each job. Yeah, and we don't see another car. By the way, that's brilliant. Yeah. Burying the cars. Yeah, I mean, because it's going to take them forever to find it. I loved that, right? No. And I'm, you know, this film doesn't really go into, like, a how-to. Which, right? again, I, and that's another thing I really loved. Yeah. Is they just, which we've talked about with other movies, they just kind of drop us into this world. Yeah, they don't, we don't see them plan it, right? It's we already been planned. Yeah, we, it's just, it's done already. They just need to do it, yeah. right? Okay, but anyway, okay, so yeah. So we can see that one guy... Definitely already very aggressive, which is Tanner. Yeah. Um, and I love that Toby is being still very respectful. Like, ma'am, ma'am, look at me. Look at me. When is your boss going to get here? Yeah. You know, uh, it's that southern southern hospitality. Well, and not only that, but, you know, he's almost, he's reassuring her everything's going to be okay. Look at me. Right? Everything's going to be fine. Calm down. Without saying all of that. Right? It's, right. Yeah. you know... Uh, you can tell by the tone in his voice. You can tell by the look in his eyes. Those impossibly blue eyes. That everything's going to be fine. You know? Yeah. Just, you know, look at me. Don't look at him. Look at me. Everything's going to be fine. When's your boss coming in? Right? Right. And, um, I mean, it's sort of like, it's sort of darkly funny. Right? When the, when the boss comes in and he's sort of confused why she's on the floor. Yeah, and he hasn't realized that there's two armed... And, of course, you know, she's sort of like, you're not going to believe this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, then, of course, you know, we get more of this when Tanner hits the boss. Whew. Yeah. But then we cut, and they're out the door, and they're already on to the next bank. Yeah. Um. And I just, I, again, I just love that they just throw us into it. Yeah. And, and we're not stopping, because that's when we get to the second bank. Right. And we get... Oh boy, a good old boy. Which I love that he's like, I found these under what hay or something. I love this guy, yeah, because he's just finding coins, and he goes, uh, which is so wild. Because so I'm gonna say this now. I felt very called out by this movie on two occasions. Uh, well, both occasions was in one scene, but this slightly, I was like, I feel kind of called out because when I was younger, that's what I would do. I would, I would make the the rolls of coins. Yeah. And I would save those and then cash them in whenever I needed some extra cash, like sure. that, you know, maybe to go on top of my allowance. Sure. And so I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's funny. I'm like this can't just be a Texan thing. No, like, no, no, it no, just it's not. can't be. Although my grandfather collects coins, and 
you know. Well, and I love that that teller's like, this one's from 1958. You could probably sell these. Well, and I like that he goes, as if, as if this were enough, but I like, he goes, I've been eating like an inmate for years. And now I was sitting on this the whole time. I go, it's probably like $200. Yeah. (laughs) Let's calm down. But I I like that she's even like, oh, this could be worse. Which is absolutely true, by the way. Oh, yeah. Could have been more something. Yeah. Uh, we'll never know. But then, of course, Tanner and Toby show up. And as we were just talking about your favorite interaction. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like that Tanner is kind of squatting on the counter. Yeah. And then finally looks over at him and is like, you got a gun on you, old man? You're damn right I do. Are you going to get it? <laughs> and, well, and I do. I still just love that as as nuts as Tanner is, right? Mm-hmm. As crazy, as unpredictable as he is. I love that he goes, you're going to take my gun? He goes, I have a gun, right? Uh, you know, like, I don't need yours. I have one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love that he's not going to just take a gun just because, right? They're there for one specific purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Tanner will cross the line. This is not, you know, he's not always going to be this cordial. Yeah. As, as erratic and as mean as he is, it's still pretty cordial at this point right again he will eventually cross the line but yeah um Um, but yeah but then you know we start but then in the second one we see sometimes toby doesn't think yeah even i was like dude that's too close to him yeah he takes the old man's gun but he puts it on the counter right next to him um had this old man come up with this idea sooner the movie would have been over immediately of course of course, the, uh, what I'm saying is uh, he starts to shoot at them as they're running out of the door. So had he come up with that a little bit sooner before they exited the bank. Yeah. By the way, if you ever take someone's gun and it is a semi-automatic uh, pistol as the one that the gentleman had, mm-hmm. uh, the old man, you drop the clip, you pop the one in the chamber, and then you can put it wherever you want. He didn't even unload it. Yeah, that's true. You gotta be yeah. streetwise, guys. <laughs> Remember, even though they pop the clip, there's always one in the chamber. You understand what I'm saying? All right. What, are we gonna start giving street lessons <laughs> on the podcast now? That's just gonna save someone's life. What I just said right there. Oh my right. god. Um, but yeah, but you know, they seemingly uh, get away with these first two rob- robberies pretty effortlessly. You know, <laughs> uh, I do love though when they're driving by some cops. And Toby's like, slow down. I ain't speeding. And he says it to him twice. Tanner is, I mean, devilishly funny. I Yeah. Especially in the casino. Oh, my God, yeah. When, like, he, when he takes the chips and he's like, and he takes the whole row. And, and when he stands up to that... Um, uh, to the Native American gentleman mm-hmm. at the right, he goes, "How did you stay out of prison?" He goes, "It's difficult, right?" Or something along those lines. Like it was something very fast. I mean, like, like how have you not gone back to prison? He goes, "Yeah, it's hard." Yeah. Right. Well, and 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 I love in this casino scene. Ah, well, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. You know what I kind of want to do? I kind of want to transition. I want to transition to the Rangers. All right. Yeah, dude. I can talk for hours about Jeff Bridges. Of course. Um. As we did with our 100th episode special of The Big Lebowski. Can I tell you, the the Q&A I watched, uh-huh. half of the time, they were just talking about how awesome it was to work with Jeff. And he's there, right? They were, well, he... 
I watched the GQ, uh, you know, best roles video of him, and he talked, and he absolutely loved working yeah. on this movie. Um, of course, you know, Jeff, I've heard Jeff is the nicest guy. I have a firsthand account that he is the nicest what guy. What do you mean you have a firsthand account? I went, when, uh, I went to Texas Tech University. Um, right. In Lubbock, Texas, where part of this movie takes place. Oh, wait, in, in, in Texas? In Lubbock, Texas, yeah. Uh, part of the movie takes place in Lubbock. Um, it's where the Rangers are. <laughs> Uh, I took a class on nonfiction military film. Okay. And uh, one of uh, the I swear to God, if you if you, this story is going the way I'm thinking it's going, no. One of the uh, people in my classroom is Rachel. Uh, she lived in bless her heart. Uh, she lived in Roswell, New Mexico. Dude, Roswell's tight. No, it's not. And um, Dude, it's where the aliens landed, my guy. Yeah, no, it's not. So. Uh, she was telling a story that it was either to me or to the class. I don't remember. But uh, she was an extra on the Men Who Stare at Goats. No. Sh- oh, wait. I think you have told me this story yeah. before. Continue. And, and so she was like, you know, it was really kind of fun. Um, they said Ewan McGregor wasn't there. But not George, George Clooney. No, George Clooney was there. George Clooney, but he was in character, right? He was oh. off doing his own thing. Kevin Spacey was screaming at a production assistant. <laughs> that's that's on brand. Pretty on brand. And so she's just chilling out, and from behind her, she heard, "Man, are you guys having just the best time? Have they fed you yet?" And she turns around. It's Jeff Bridges. Oh my god! And he goes, "Man, isn't this just the most fun? Have they fed you? I mean, we're on the movies. How fun is this? Are you okay? How are you? What's your name?" What? I mean, just the nicest dude in the entire Tell world. Tell me she got a picture. I don't know if she did or not, probably, but um, she didn't share. But that's like, that's almost worth it to live in Roswell. You know what I mean? Roswell sucks, but that's... <laughs> that's so anyway, Jeff Bridges is... You are getting married less than probably 75 miles away from there. I hope it's more, but... It's not that far. I'm sure Future Rain will put out the actual distance between Roswell and Riadosa. Uh, I hope it's more. Which is also... Where they go in this movie? See, I brought it all. I brought it all. Back. Brought it all around. Yeah, but dude, see, I'd love to meet Jeff, man. I just to pick his brain for five seconds, even if it's just like, hey, look, I can't talk to you. Just, just answer one question. Um, also, sidebar: everyone has told me to watch the old man. Uh, I, it's, it's on my list. I, I love seeing Jeff in an almost John Wick style kind of thing. I'm like. I got to. I mean, I'm in. You know, I mean, it doesn't take much to convince me to watch something yeah, he's in. Literally, you, you just, know? I mean, we're going to do the last picture show at some point. Yes. Of this season. Which, which I'm had very some, Which had some influence with uh, David McKenzie in making this film. Really? Um, there's a couple of can't, others. Can't wait to see that. And they all, like most of his influences had Jeff Bridges in them. Of uh, course. There was a couple that I didn't recognize uh, but then he said the last picture show is one of the main ones because, no. of course, it takes place in Texas and all yeah. that stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, okay. So, the Rangers. Yeah. Um, Jeff's character, Marcus, is about to be retired. And I assume Gil's character, uh, Alberto, is going to take his place. Maybe, I don't know about or? taking place, but definitely. Sorry. Um, you know, he's up there. You know, they're partners. They're that part, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they are at the same rank. That's true. Um, yeah. It just means that they're partners, right? And it seems they've been partners for a while. Yeah. Um, um, I love 
love the the banter that yeah. they have and only because only because i i don't believe and i never will believe that what marcus right yeah is doing is malicious he's not being no. mean he is um he's doing his version of like uh bonding camaraderie talk like he's, yeah he's picking at you because he likes you yeah taylor sheridan said that you know, uh, Marcus comes because he is older. He comes from a generation where, you know, men didn't really show their affection by saying, you know, hey, I love you or yeah, you know, I yeah. care about you. They showed their, they didn't know how to show their affection. Yeah, yeah. The only way they knew how to was to kind of insult you. Yeah. You know, jerk talking, essentially. And yeah, and I thought the same thing. Right. You know, I was telling Ashley about the movie. I was like, I think you would really like this movie. I, I think you would. Um, I was like, although, like, it does kind of worry me the way that Jeff is talking to Alberto. I was like, but Jeff doesn't strike me as the type of actor to want to take on a racist role. Yeah, no, it's a, and it, he's not being racist. And he's not being racist. And you're absolutely right. It's the, it's, it's generational, yeah. right? And I love that explanation, and I, and I think that's... Well, and of course, yeah. you know, I act like I'm, like, the Taylor Sheridan expert now uh but you know I, I i do like that little detail that he writes in this older character like hey doesn't know how to show his affection so he's just gonna insult yeah his- he's gonna be quote mean to him but he's not right again yeah. it's you're right he's absolutely just telling alberto he cares about him and that we you know you're my partner you're my yeah, friend you're my friend i you know i care about you. i care about you you stupid native american um, yeah, could have, that could have been way worse, guys. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he does say some things that do almost cross that line. They're pretty funny, and they, they are good. <laughs> they're pretty funny. Now, before I knew I was twelve percent Native American, that uh, that's true, by the way. Um, I immediately texted Kale after the movie. I go, "You got to see this. It's hilarious because he makes fun of your people." And oh my god, uh, Kale is a card carrying member of the Choctaw uh, uh, tribe, and um, it's. <laughs> And so I was like, I have a ton of new insults. I'm really excited. Well, you know, I love well, when I love that Alberto can play it right back. Like you know when he says something at the uh, the one-off bank. That's what I referred to it as. Sure. And you know Jeff's like, I'm gonna walk over to the diner, and he's like, Yeah, you still eat. I don't know what he says, and then he's like, You know, I am part Mexican, and he's like, Oh, I know. I'll and get to those. I'll get to those. Uh, but but I'm gonna, not done with the... But it's going to be a while. But it's going to be a while. Yeah. That, that, of course, makes me laugh so much. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this relationship because this is another thing that I learned from behind the scenes is that it's a story of brothers. Yeah. Familial bond and uh, uh, a um, essentially a made family. Yeah. Uh, made brothers between uh, Alberto and Marcus. I completely agree with that. It is two brothers... Two sets of brothers hunting each other down. Yeah. Or one hunting. One hunting the other, yeah. Um, yeah, and I love their relationship because <clears throat> just like regular brothers, you know, the scene in the ho- the hotel, yeah. you can tell Alberto, it, it kind of weighs on him a little bit when Marcus is a tiny dig- bit. digging into him. And I think he can also see that Marcus isn't in his own room because he doesn't want to be alone, number doesn't, one, yeah. and wants to spend time with him, right? Yeah. More. Right, yeah, as yeah. if, as if they haven't been spending time together all day, all day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and and you know, and I, I just I really love the relationship between them, you know, and it, it is, I will be honest, it is so much heartbreaking, 
uh, towards the end of the movie. <sighs> I know. Which we, I, I want to save the, oh, the finale for its own thing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I love their relationship, and you know, they're they complement each other. I agree. You know, Marcus, even though he is out the door as a ranger, he still got his wits. He's still whip smart. You know, he pretty much solves the case. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of the other, especially um, Alberto, uh-huh. kind of just, you know, thinks, you know, it's Occam's razor. They're they're tweakers or whatever. Let's get it done. Yeah, and especially when when they're in uh, that one town, Cameron. Or, There's I, no I don't way you'll get it. Uh, but. You know, and he's telling him, like, all right, you know, they hit these two banks. And he was like, yeah, but this one. He's like, would, would you shut up? Just don't talk until I'm done. Um, but, yeah, you know, and because Alberto does think that he's trying to prolong this. And, you know, they're. Yeah, I think that he's saying, you know, you only want to. And he even, I think I right, says it. You only want this to last forever because you're afraid of retirement. Yeah. Right. Which, you know. I think there's a little bit of truth in that. But also he's right. Also, yeah. So there's a, there's that sort of weird balance of I think they're both right, you yeah. Know? Um, yeah. I I don't think Jeff. I don't think Marcus wants this to end yet. But at the same time, you know. Well, as we learn, he is right. Yeah, of course. Know, but yeah, especially when he just cracks that. I don't think his partner knew he was going to hit that bank yeah. that day. You know, and he goes, "That's exactly right." Like, how did you know? You know what I mean? The audience, of course, knows. Yeah, um, because like, yeah, yeah, we yeah we see Chris Pine <laughs> casually walking back out to the tar- car, and here comes Tanner. Start the fucking car! Yeah. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, all right, so a couple of um, uh, a couple of things before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one character that I think is my favorite and stands out throughout the entire film, and that's the waitress at the T-Bone. Oh, shout out to Katie Mixon. Yes. Dude, she's awesome. Now, hold on. Hold on. We're not talking about the young sassy waitress. No, no, no. We are talking the the elderly waitress at the T-Bone. Oh! <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So she is also in No Country for Old Men. Uh, she is... Oh, she's the motel lady. I believe so. She oh. is. She is the motel lady. She's the one that, uh, that's telling them with the acclimable break, you know, whatever. And then she's like... He's got two double butts. Uh, when uh, when Llewellyn is saying, "I don't want this room next to mine. I want the one on the opposite side," she goes, "Well, that one ain't took. That one next to you." She goes, "Yes, no, I understand that, but I want that one, right? Uh, so we can yeah. have the money, you know." And uh, she's she's all up in arms. It's got two double beds in it, and she can put two people in that motherfucker. Um, yeah. So that's the same actress. Yeah, and is she. <laughs> yeah. She's the rattlesnake. Uh, Dude, as... she was cracking me up. Because, again, you know, I I don't know about you. I actually have never asked you, but I've been to a lot of these small towns in Texas. And there are waitresses like this. Not to stay. I've I've driven through, gotten gas on a lot of them. Yeah. But Post is one of them, actually. And they talk about Post. Yeah. Um, well, that's where the the, fi- the finale happens. Is, yeah. Is post. Um, but, yeah, man, I, it was cracking me up because it's what don't you want? Yeah. And you can see the, like the bewilderment, like, what do you... We're going to pretend you didn't say it, let's move on. And then, of course, she goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, guys, I don't want to go through the whole thing. Watch it. Yeah. I'm sure it's on YouTube. 
Yeah, um, seems great. Uh, just just the T Bone diner scene it is. I, and I love it's too good. I love that Alberto is like he starts to ask for something, and she's like, "Oh no, no, it, it's how he wants." Yes, how he wants the steak cooked, and she's like, "Nope, you get it medium rare." <laughs> yeah, she goes cook medium rare because actually that want no question. And he's like, "Okay, yep, yes, ma'am." Yeah, and y'all both want iced tea. Iced tea is fine. Iced tea is fine. And Jeff Bridges like, "Yep, no, iced tea." Is fine. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, well, because Jeff finally, because after she explains the whole "what don't you want," well, I don't want green beans, and Alberto's like, I don't want green beans. Either. I wouldn't either, by the way. With a steak, yeah, at all. I don't like green beans at all. But yeah, green beans are tight, especially no. when they're seasoned good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, no. But see, yes, I thought you were referring yes. to Katie Mixon. She's also good. She's yeah. Katie Mixon is great. She's um, good. Another great character actress. Um, if anyone really liked Mike and Molly, she plays Molly's sister. That is correct. Um, I meant to watch her show that she did with Diedrich Boehner, mm-hmm. uh, American Housewife, I think. Yeah. I, I no, heard it was pretty good. I had no interest. Yeah, well, no interest. But she's great. Uh, I, I loved her in this. Um, I did too. I wish she did have a little bit more screen time, but of course her character was meant, not necessarily as a plot device, but. Her accent was also. Yeah. Great. Um, now, I will disagree with you on the plot device because. Oh, because she doesn't really help him, the cops. No, at all. because at the very end, when they're when um, when he's running through all that stuff with his it was a supervisor, with, right, with his successor, that uh, she, you know, she said we took pictures of the diner. Uh, she said, you know, she was pretty pissed about uh, you, you took t- tips yeah. and that she didn't recognize him. And of course, right? And see, but that's important. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that they made a connection with her. And the cops made her mad. Therefore, she wasn't going to help. And it's sort of again, it's that it's that sort of you know, uh, that sort of anarch, not anarchist, but that sort of pushback that society has with authority, and of course with the banks, but mm-hmm. more with this higher authority that they now don't trust, right? Yeah. And it's sort of like, well, I'd rather protect these guys just trying to get by. However, they can. Yeah, because yeah, then, yeah. She said, you know, that two hundred dollars is going to help keep a roof over my head and my daughter's. That's right. And you know, of course, Jeff Bridges didn't do it to be malicious. No, he's just doing his job. The money was evidence; they had to take it. But still, you but know, still, yeah. I mean, to, but she's not going to see it like that. No, and, and she doesn't. Frankly, I don't think I would have either. Especially, you know, small town, yeah. um, small town folk. There's no way, right? Yeah. Um. All right. All right, well, here, before we get to the finale, I do want to... Oh, yeah, I, we're not there yet. Yeah, I want to gush. I want to gush over the the attention to detail of West Texas. Now, granted, sure. you know, I do need to broaden my horizons because we live in West Texas. And I've always considered Midland, we are West Texas, you know. Pretty West. I, I had to look up the, the first two towns, uh, Archer City and... Uh, are they legit? They are yeah yeah they are Archer City and um old old Lini. I would assume they're all legit. They are they are about three hours away from us, uh, so kind of like I would assume near like Ozona, which uh, by the way in a lot of other places would take you in another state. By the way, uh, I think yeah. That, yeah 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> and I looked up pictures and it's I think they I think they filmed there. Yeah, I think they. Did. You know, we could just look on IMDb, I guess. To, yeah, to see Future Rank could probably say if they did or didn't with a yes or no. With the film, you know, there's that filming locations thing. Yeah, I probably should. I and meant to look that up because I meant to look up trivia, but then after I finished the movie, I was like, I don't actually, I don't want to know. Anything. I will tell you that um, 
in that it's so beautifully shot. Um, they're about to there. It's the night or the, the evening before the last one, right? Their last oh, one. Right. And they're, they're prepping and kind of, and they're hanging out at the, uh, at this the ranch, ranch, right? Yeah. That shot of the, the landscape, right? They're not looking at the house. It's, it's from the house's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. When they're looking, we're looking from the porch. Yeah. Completely flat, right? Sunset. And of course that, you know, the lighting is so perfect. I'm like, that's West Texas. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere in West Texas is pretty flat like that. Um, Yeah. You know, I'll be honest, you know, even though we don't get a lot of green out here and yes, it is flat. It it has its moments where it it is truly beautiful. I agree. And I think that this is a, a great showcase of that because that, and also there's a few shots in uh, Nocturnal Animals. Where oh, yeah, that's right. they do no, they do sort of I nail Nocturnal Animals the West, takes Texas, place in West Texas, right? Um, speaking of West Texas, sidebar: uh, I really want to see BJ Novak's Vengeance because uh-huh. uh, it also takes place in West Texas. Wow! And I and there's a scene in the trailer where they eat at a Whataburger, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have. So, of course, okay. I love BJ Novak anyway, but so all right, I want to know <clears throat> before we move on. Uh huh. So I posted, um. The movie trailer Mondays for today. And right. that was Hell or High Water. Right. Tons of response. I'm talking tons. Right. Way more than I usually get. Were you like, right? oh, shit. Holy shit. And I'm wondering if this movie is truly beloved by all, which I think it is. I think it is. But I saw my mom commenting on your post. But specifically for people who live here. I think so. You know, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of like the same thing with The Iron Orchard, mm-hmm. you know, which you've seen that, right? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, it's... Ooh, that uh, took me a minute. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> well, I told him we haven't seen 12 Mighty Orphans. We have not. Or American Underdog yet. I don't like football movies, man. You're going to have to give it's me a minute on Zachary that. Levi. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, when I saw The Iron Orchard with Ashley and Dad, I remember when the movie was over, Dad leaned over to me, and he was like, that's exactly how it is. He's like, that's exactly... Oilfield in West Texas, that's exactly how it is. Yeah. And... I was like, you know, I, I don't know a lot about the oil field. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take your word for it. I, yeah. enjoy, I enjoyed the movie, uh, mainly because I did like that they, yeah, know, of course, I technically, quote unquote, visited set. Yeah. You know, I went to the hotel settles. But anyway. Um, but I remember reading a review for, I think it was, not the New York Times, but it was a New York, uh, it was a New York okay. article. Uh, they hated it. Yeah. But that's because they didn't get it. Because oil is not big up in New York. Yeah. It's big down here in Texas. Yeah. So in Texas, I read our Texas review and it was nothing but like. So no matter. So what I'm hearing is, of course, this movie, I think, is undeniably great. I think yeah, 100%. That I think this movie's phenomenal. I think no matter where you look at it, I mm-hmm. think it's just it's across the board a good movie no matter what. Yeah. Right. A great, a great movie. Right. Yeah, 100%. I think Iron Orchard. Hold on. Um, (laughs) I think that production value wise, obviously it's not as strong, right? I think of course, recognizability of who's in it. It's not very strong. Understand. No, I know. I know. I go interesting. Yeah. I think you didn't recognize my mom in the movie. I did. That is the only person. (laughs) Uh, I go, there's Mickey. Okay. There's somebody. Um, I think for me, Yes, I loved the West Texas setting. Mm-hmm. I, I loved, um, I, I really did enjoy the cinematography. I thought it was good. 
I, I think I think a lot of it was the writing for me. Uh, no offense to whoever wrote Iron Um uh, To me, that's where it was lacking. And so I understand, I think from if you aren't appreciating the other stuff, which, of course, someone from New York who's always lived in New York really kind of can't. Yeah. Right? I think they're only going to focus on the negatives. Right. Right. right, right, right. And I think that was the problem with Iron Man. Right. right. Well, the point I was just trying to make is... Completely understandable. It definitely seems like movies that are about West Texas, specifically West Texas, because I've seen other movies about Texas, but it's the broad sense of Texas, specifically West Texas. And if they capture West Texas properly, I have noticed more of a love and appreciation. Uh, And yeah, you know, I would agree that this one is pretty beloved here. I think, well, yeah, here especially, but I think even... Apart from that, I think that, you know, um, a lot of rave reviews, uh, one of these is from, like, The Guardian, you know what I mean? Oh, like, shit. they're not from yeah. here, you know what I mean? And, of course, you know, with the star power and all of that, it's no question, right? Yeah. Um, to reach a broader audience, of course. Yeah. But, of course, the storytelling, everything about it is just on point. Uh, I think the fact that it's in what, it's just hard for me to separate, like, because it's based here. It's sort of like, is that why I like it so much? But of course, no. It's just it's too good for yeah. you know to, whatever. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's what people feel like it when they watch a Red River if they're from Wyoming. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where. Yeah. Um, anyway, so okay, so the finale. Yeah, yeah, we can get to the finale. Um, I think we hit pretty much everything else. I yeah. Um, I mean, I will. I will like to give just a quick honorable mention to <laughs> Toby trying to sleep while his brother's having sex in the bed yeah. next to him, and his he's got his collar pulled up over his head, and he's just like, <sighs> "Yeah, that's I, a, that's I a different that, kind of family dynamic." I, yeah, I know his brother didn't even care, and no. he's just like, and Toby's just like, oh, "I just want to sleep." Doesn't care at all. Also, um, didn't see that receptionist uh, being like that. So that's, oh, that's the receptionist. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I just thought he picked up nope. a girl. No, that's the receptionist. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Wait, so did they actually get a room at that, ho- that, that casino or, Oh my God. Okay. I believe well, so. Anyway, I had to give that honorable mention. So, okay. So the finale, man, uh, as most heist movies, there has to be one where uh, the heist goes wrong. Yeah. And I love, so, they they go to one branch and it's closed. Uh, I think they said it was in Jayton somewhere. I think right? so. Yeah, it's they shut that branch down. Yeah. So the only one left is Post, right? Because well, there was there was two. Right. Well, right, but the other one was too big, right? The, no, no, no. Uh, it was Cameron. I think it was Cameron, and that's where Jeff Bridges and Alberto are. Yes. And Post. Right. But Post, I guess, was in the opposite direction they were traveling, and so. Tanner was like, no, let's go back. Let's hit post first. Yeah. If it's a dud, then we'll hit camera. Right, right, right. Trust right, me. Right, 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 right. And so they, oh man. So they hit post. And so throughout the film, the main, one of their main objectives is get there when it opens. So there's nobody there, right? Mm-hmm. They hit it a little bit later and that place is packed. packed. Yeah. And I love the, the oh shit moment. As soon as they walk in, before we even see why, you can see it in their eyes through their masks, like, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. And then the camera flips, and you're like, oh, they're fucked. 
Yeah, and what what I love about the authenticity of the story is people have guns on them. Uh, yeah. Civilians have guns on them in, in Texas. It's just how it is. And this is in 2015 before our governor lifted the concealed carry. So, <laughs> so I mean, these, I mean, now, I mean, forget it. And yeah, that's the fucking Wild West now. Yeah, now. But, but then, you know, if you have concealed carry and even uh, Tanner says, you know, concealed carry. Is... Makes these bank robbers. Yeah. <laughs> really hard, you know. Yeah, because it was that, that was, that was that, that was that. Yeah, yeah. right there. It was as they're. Driving away. Now, this is where not only is this the most difficult go at it, but it's also the moment where uh, where Tanner just completely takes over. Yeah. And he goes, your way's not working, right? We mm. can't. It's not going to be clean cut. And he yeah. kills that guy. He kills two guys. Yeah. Oh, he kill, right. Yeah, he kills because, um, oddly enough, someone decides to be a hero, pull his gun out. Um, cause for, well, first it's the security guard mm-hmm. and Tanner, right. Tanner kills that guy pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. And then, uh, a civilian pulls his gun out, starts shooting at Toby. And yeah. Of course you can tell Toby's never really fired a gun cause he's not aiming. Well, he's I not, think, well, not at a person, you know, yeah, I think, yeah. do you think he was mainly trying to just kind of scare him a little bit? Maybe? I don't know. I think that, um, he's really apprehensive about killing people. He doesn't want it. He's not a criminal. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then, yeah, then Toby just kills that guy point blank. Oh, man. Right in the head. Now, I will... Let's backtrack a little bit. I do want to say that throughout the film, when the Rangers talk to civilians, they're pretty mob justice style. You know, they have this sort of mentality that, well, you just let me know. And, uh, you know, these guys don't want to meet me. You know, yeah. This happens more than once. Yeah. Um. And of course, this is where that sort of culminates to be true. Is is in this final, yeah. uh, in this final part of the film. Yeah, run it. They yeah. I thought that maybe he didn't actually kill that guy. I was like, I'm like I'm pretty sure I just saw him shoot him point blank. Because as they're running out, you know, the glass breaks. Yeah. And then it's revealed that there's a whole line of people out there. Yeah, and their trucks, of course. And their trucks with shotguns and pistols, shooting. And this is yeah. where I love, now that I, having watched the behind the scenes, love where Taylor Sheridan was trying to say, we don't know who to root for. Yeah. It kind of flips. Uh, and now I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, they got to get out of it. They got to get out. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Tanner, again, as you perfectly, you said perfectly, he takes over. He tells Toby, get in the back. Right. And he figures out how to get out of there without getting in the seat. This he, is, yeah, this is now his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, as as awful as this is going, I think that Tanner was Toby kind of let Tanner just take the reins. He's yeah. like, you know what, man, get us out of here, right? In sort of a nonverbal way, of course. Yeah, I, I, I bet it was uh, like one of those looks, like you got to get us out of here or something, right? Because um, for the most part, I think Toby has been kind of in charge because you know this is his deal, right? Yeah, he's this planned is for this. His his family, right? Mm-hmm. His ex-wife and his kids, right? Yeah. This is what this is for. Um, I don't think Toby is really in it for anything other than it's fun, <laughs> you know? I don't think he's getting any sort of financial compensation, you know? You mean Tanner? Yes, yeah, sorry. I don't yeah. think Tanner is... is well, I and mean, we get right. that with Jeff Bridges. Like, right, yeah. Had, you know, he would have spent all that money just to go spend... Just to go... Just to go do it again, yeah. right? I think Toby... 
Tanner. It's Tanner, sorry. I think Tanner is just having fun. Yeah. Right? I, oh. And of course, he's helping his brother. But other than that, it's fun to him. Oh, 100%. And it's, and so now that shit's hitting the fan, I think that that Tanner is like, I got to save Toby. I got to right? save Toby. No I, matter what. I got to get us out of here. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is why the murder and all that. Yeah. Uh, Toby gets hit. Yeah. Which I, you know, and this the movie does a great job of letting us know because we fast. see, we see the we hear the hit and we see the blood spray and mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, Toby's hit. Yeah. Uh, and and I love how Tanner tells him like like let me see like you're hit yeah 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 you'll live you'll live, <laughs> but you gotta put you gotta put pressure on it right now. Yeah. Um, and and I love that we throughout the movie like we know that they're brothers and we know that they they have an unspoken love for each other, but I did really like this where he kind of. As he's hauling ass, he grabs Toby. He's like, "You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right." Yeah. And Toby's like, "Yeah, it's it's gonna be okay." And I was just like, "Like, yeah, that's very brother, you know, very brother." Yeah. And right then there. once they, once they separate, right? Yeah. This is sort of that, you know. I think Tanner knew, you know, he's like, he, "I don't think I'm gonna make it out of here," or at least, you know, I'm gonna try my best, but to give, yeah, just in case, yeah. But he, de- yeah, he definitely wanted to give Toby enough time, right, to to get out. And that, and that final goodbye to to each other is sort of it mm. was sort of nice, and of course, kind of funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, hey, I love you, and I mean that. I love you too. Hey, to- hey, Toby, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, I wasn't expecting the movie, this, this final act to play out this way. Like I had it, I had a suspicion. Okay. Tanner's probably trying to give Toby enough time. Right. Um, but I didn't think he would fucking light his truck on fire. That was wild. I, I, I wasn't expecting it either. I, as soon as he shoved that rag in there and lit on fire, I go, okay, I see what he's doing, you know? And obviously it was a movie explosion, but it was very cool. Yeah, you know, it was it was cool. It was, Whether or not that's legit, it was very cool. I really liked it. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was good. It was a good explosion. But I think I think this is where Tanner knew he's not making it out. Well, and I think for the audience, I think spoilers. Uh, once he kills Alberto, oh yeah, right. Um, and dude, it's so fast, and it's in the middle of uh, of him insulting him. Right. Yeah, get up there with that tomahawk, and yeah, you just hear this. Yeah, um, and of course the the acting that Jeff Bridges gives. Oh uh, yeah, the 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 look of just sheer pain. It, yeah, it is pure pain. It it's shock. It's it's disbelief and it's pain. Right. Yeah. Um, all in just a few seconds. It's it's brilliant. Um, again, Jeff Bridges is. Yeah, he's phenomenal. It, 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 he's too good. But yeah, yeah. Once Al, yeah, once Alberto is killed. Uh, I think that's when the audience is sort of like. Tanner, he, Tanner's the bad guy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, this is where yeah, where t- I think Taylor wanted it to flip again. I think so. I think for, and again, it's all sort of in this film, with exception with Tanner. I think Tanner is sort of the exception. Everyone is just are just people. Yeah, relatively right. Yeah. I, I think that you know Tanner is of course just a person, but with his criminal activity and with the way he conducts himself and the way he thinks things should be done mm-hmm. makes him a little worse. Right. Yeah. Um, I do see, and I do think that Sheridan does a great job of this is we see a little bit of humanity every once in a while 
with Tanner, especially in his interactions with Toby. I think that the both of them together really bring out the humanity in one another. Yeah. Especially in Tanner. Right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But it's just in this instance you're like, fuck. Like fuck. I can't root for him anymore. I I can't and nor should I have been. Yeah, you know? like why why have I been rooting for him this whole time? <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's because he's Ben Foster and you know, Ben Foster is incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, man, and I love how they set this up. Uh we'll get back to Toby. Hang on. I love how they set up Tanner's demise. Yeah. You know, he's so focused here, he's not looking over here. Mm-hmm. And and I love that he kind of he he thinks that he might not necessarily get away, but he thinks that there's a little bit, you know, because he sits back for a second. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, and then, and again, and I and I love, I love the, the realism with using the guns because it is so quick. Yeah, Jeff's got him in his sights, and then, bam, boom, it's over. It's right. over. Yep. Um, and of course, it's not over because well. It's over for, uh, for, Tanner. for Tanner, but yeah. it's not over because now Toby has to get past this, uh, blockade. this road stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and pretty nervous. Yeah. He's got to hide his, his gun wound. Yeah. Uh, and, and I love how he does it. He just kind of keeps his arm. Of course, people on the camera can't see it, but he just hides his arm right by his abdomen. And it's yeah. just kind of like, and you could tell he's wanting to like scream, but. Or, you know, something, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh. And he's just cool, calm, and collected. He he gets through it, thank God. But again, that that tension is there, and it's yeah. brilliant in that scene. Um, and then he gets to the casino to clean the money. Yep. And this is when he hears about Tanner. And very good fake newscast, by the way. Yeah. I I liked how. Yeah, it's very faint. I can barely hear it. I can hear just enough. And it's just what I want to hear. Yeah, right? which is in yeah. in a organically sounding way. Like it's not like whoever wrote that that piece of uh, of newscast was great. I, yeah. It probably was Sheridan, um, <laughs> because it sounded like legitimate news. Like it didn't sound too overly expositional. Yeah, right? it didn't sound too fake to me. I really liked it. I know that's a little bit of a you know nitpicky thing. But that I liked. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, and then we cut, we flash forward, right? Yeah. He makes it to the bank. Yeah. With oh, time. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You, well, time to spare. We're, yeah. we'll probably yada yada through this. Time to spare gets everything paid off and then gets the trust, which is what his lawyer said he needed to do, all set up that way. No one can sell that land. Yeah. And that he, it, it belongs to his kids now. And he did the trust through the places he'd been robbing, the Texas Midlands Bank. Yeah, so which uh, is that third fuck you? Yeah, which is the third fuck you? Yeah, um, and then um, yeah, then we flash forward. Um, as what we you've been saying that you know Jeff uh, Marcus can't let this go. Yeah, so he goes and he sees uh, Toby. And they have this wonderful exchange. And even um, both Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges have said that it wasn't the t- the intent wasn't out of malice. It was, as you said, it was a standoff. Yeah. I, I think, you know, of course, um, Marcus, right? Yeah. 
Marcus is completely devastated by the death of his partner. Mm. That's what he is, of course, most outraged about. He could give a shit about the money. Who cares yeah. that he stole money? I, I don't even care, right? Yeah. I That is his main motivation to finally end it all, right? In terms of let's catch both these guys, right? Yeah. Because he's absolutely right when he tells Toby, it is your fault. You set it all in motion, mm-hmm. right? You're the one that roped your brother into all of this. If you yeah. hadn't done that, none of this would have happened, right? Yeah, and, so, and I love the double dig down, you know, because, you know, he asks him, do you have a family? No, but my partner did. Yeah. A big one. Yeah. And they don't have any pump jacks in their yard. Yeah. I mean, um, again, they did find, I thought he was just saying that um to to his son uh to explain where the money is coming from that's what i thought he was doing by the way uh Uh, when he goes to visit oh yeah um i thought he was saying that they found oil on the land so he doesn't have to say i'm robbing banks that's where all this money is coming from right um but i guess what you're to understand is they found oil on the property however they're still going to take the property and they get none of it right Right, yeah, because right, right. from what I understand is if the bank repossesses the house, they can sell the land, mm-hmm. and then they're really up shit's creek. Mm-hmm. Um, but since so they, that's which is the main reason they need to keep hold of the land is because of the oil on it. Yeah, right. that way they can drill it and they can get the money. Right. Yeah. But anyway, forever, forever, in perpetuity of however long they want to pump. Um, so, but you're right. So in this in this exchange, you, you see, I love you see the pump jack. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the words they're using are chosen very carefully, mm-hmm. both of them. Right. It is a, a sort of battle of wits between the two of them, because one is trying not to give himself away. Yeah. Yep. While the other is trying to trick the other <laughs> right yeah. into giving himself away. And. You know, again, the the dialogue is beautiful, mm-hmm. and especially the last bit of dialogue, which is, you know, um, you you give me the chance, I'll I'll go ahead and give you some peace. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, maybe I'll stop by and give you peace. Yeah, yeah. And Bridge Bridges goes, or I can give you yours, right, or something, um, or I can give it to you, right? Yeah. Meaning, I'll kill you, or you'll you kill, kill me, right? Yeah. Um, and and then the movie ends and then we're left with, you know, this sort of feeling of, yes, he got away with it, but did he, right? Yeah. And how far is this going to go, right? It's sort of, you know, I don't think, which is why I said it's not over until it's over. It's not over until one of them is dead, right? And, and you hate to say it, but probably Marcus. Marcus is probably going to die first. I, you know, I honestly disagree. <laughs> you think I, he's out of spite going to... I think that, um, me personally, I still don't think Toby is a killer. I don't think he would go through with it. I think he was using it for intimidation. Yeah. His, his words and, and sort of his body language and the way he was, you know, using the gun for, for intimidation. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would actually do it. I, again, I, I truly believe that Toby is not a criminal. He did this out of pure desperation. Yeah. And that he wouldn't. Uh, kill this seemingly absolutely innocent person right yeah yeah well, i do think that marcus would I, I think marcus would go out of his way to to kill toby that that doesn't face me at all and i think it's purely out of 
revenge. Yeah. Out of his grief and out of his, his rage and his anger. I, I think he absolutely would. That doesn't phase me at all. Yeah. Even though it kind of would contradict what he even told Toby, which I love, you know, because Toby says, I want this to be over. And he's like, well, it's never going to be over. It's going to haunt you the rest of your days. Yeah. But don't worry, you won't be alone because it's going to haunt me too. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. so, yeah. That's a goosebumps pop away. That's a goosebumps pop away. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And, oh, dude, it was. And, and I love that, yes, technically Toby got away with it. But things don't work out for him. He doesn't, no. get, he doesn't get his wife back because she doesn't want him back. No. Um, yes, it does seem like his sons are kind of. Eh. About it. About, about towards yeah. him. But he at least knows I've secured yes. their future. Absolutely. Which is the main... I don't think he gave a shit about what happened to him at all. Yeah. As long as he got the land and the oil futures or whatever, however you say it, for them, mm. he was good. Right? He yeah. rents a, a house in town. Good enough for him. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think he obviously wishes his brother were there. Um... But the fact that one of them made it out, I think, is good enough for him and that they got it done. Yeah. You know, the mission was successful. Yeah. Uh, whether or not he benefits from it or not, I think no matter what, he benefits because he succeeded. Yeah. Um, and even if I think um, if Marcus ends up pursuing anything, I think they're still safe. I think they're still good. Yeah. So, Jeremy, so would you like to tell the people why, one, this movie is called Hell or High Water, and two, why the episode is titled the way it is? Um, Hell or High Water is really just, you know, there's that saying that the uh, lawyer... Yeah, come Hell or High Water. Yeah, which is, of course, is a Southern saying, um, no matter what is really, you know, no matter what, you be here. Come Hell or High Water, flood. Yes. Uh, It's a Southern. If anyone doesn't know, uh, West Texas, I don't know uh, about other West Texas towns, but especially Midland. Midland floods when there's a lot of rain. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Midlantis, our sophomore year. No, freshman. No, junior year of high school. Um, Yeah, we. Okay, so it's really. It's like any other place. Uh, We don't get any rain. And so the ground is super hard. And we don't have a lot of filtration system in our in our roadways and our no. highways or whatever. And so when it does rain, it rains a lot. And when it rains a lot really fast, it doesn't have time to soak into the ground. And so it floods. Yeah. Um, yeah. I almost I almost flooded my Mustang twice trying to get to school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it flooded so much. Dude, we I was worried, school. man, because when I finally I was late to school that day. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was worried it was gonna flood my car. Um. I remember getting out of my car and there was steam on the yeah. uh, coming off my hood. Yeah, yeah, that shit's real. Because I had pushed my Mustang so hard. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, ma'am. Uh, yeah, so it's, anyway. Uh, That's so, what I was calling <laughs> So, and why, why is the episode called what it's called? Okay, so um, I decided to call the episode, uh, We Have Met the Enemy and He Is Us. Um, the reason I did that was it has nothing to do technically with the movie. It's, um, it's a title of a collection of comic strips, a Pogo comic strips, uh, from like the 1950s or whatever. Um, and, but 
and of course that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, it's taken from like an 1800s saying from a naval officer or something um, ah. uh, during the First World War. And wait, you said there. Wait, there was another one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. There's two. Um, so far. There's two. Um, and Jeff Bridges. I was watching the Q and A on the. Did you watch Q and A? I meant to. Um, on the on the extras on the DVD or the Blu-ray or whatever. You mean the 4K? Yes, the 4K. <laughs> um, and he quotes it when asked about the ambiguity of antagonist and protagonist yeah. right that uh, that that taylor sheridan thing of who do you root for right uh, you know we have seen the enemy and he is us meaning uh what he means by that is he, he takes this saying and and he's saying that you know i think at times especially in certain circumstances we are both right mm-hmm. we we can be enemies we can be heroes i think that um in toby's case especially that he is a good person, he is our protagonist, however, he is being put in a situation where he feels that He's, crime is the only way out. Yeah. Right? Where he becomes sort of the antagonist. Right. Uh, he becomes the enemy. Yeah. Right? And, and and I think that even at the very end with, uh, with Marcus's sort of... Uh, with his... Promise, really. Well, yeah, and with his, you know, and antagonistic um, speech and all of that to Toby, I think that he is also becoming sort of a a vigilante type uh, criminal in a way that if he does go through with his his promises and what he's saying, Mm -hmm. that he also becomes the enemy, right? Yeah. Um, That these lines are blurred, and that's I think that's why this movie is so brilliant and so good, and will stand the test of time. I think that this movie will go on to be one of the greats, one of the great um, neo-noir westerns um, <laughs> yeah. of of the 21st century. Yeah, um, This movie is brilliant, and um, and you should definitely see Sicario and no. Wind River. <laughs> I, Sicario's on my list, man. Dope. Uh, so, Jeremy, are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? I am, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I dug it. I loved it. Um... Again, shout out to the runtime, man. The runtime is perfect. <laughs> shout out to yeah. how long something is. Exactly. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I agree. Because I'm not going to lie. Uh, sometimes it takes me a minute, just a minute, unless I'm already like really excited about the movie. It does take me a minute to kind of get into a movie that may be two hours and some change long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, for example, uh, the movie we're going to see on Thursday, Nope. Uh, yeah is two hours and 11 minutes long right on uh i was perfectly okay with that i was like let's go um but with this i was like like okay it's probably gonna be two hours oh it's only hour 45 right yeah okay and it was perfect that that link was perfect yeah i didn't want any more or any less um but the movie but the movie as a whole phenomenal again definitely makes me want to actually dive more into taylor sheridan's of course writing i have not seen and it's mostly because people just tell me to and i'm yellowstone yeah and, and i i don't talk about to you know what i mean <laughs> no no I, I and that's that's another thing i hate to say don't. well and i have so many other things i need to watch, watch i yeah. don't have time for 
Yellowstone right now. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry for those of you who, yellow, who love Yellowstone. By the way, Taylor Sheridan uh, is a is an actor also. Uh-huh. By the way, he's in the movie. He is oh, the... He's just credited as cowboy. He's the cowboy. He's the rancher who's trying to get his cattle away from the uh, brush fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, the super hunky, handsome guy on the... That guy writes movies very well, and it's not <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's almost as if, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shout him out again, Tom Ford. Um, Dude, shout out to Tom Ford. Uh, because we talked about nocturnal animals in this episode, I think that um, he is not only a successful businessman, he's also handsome, and he can also make movies like a son of a bitch. And it's not fair. I know. Uh, I, I you can't have it all, man. I, I I refer back to your statement of uh, this is how he gets his creativity out. How dare you, How sir? Dare you? <laughs> and give us one more movie. Please. Yes, please. More. More movies from Tom Ford. Uh, I would love it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, Jeremy, what are we what are we going to talk about next week? What a wonderful question. I don't know. Um, oh, Jesus. That's fine. So um, I'm only slightly scared. I know. Because I think we've gone through some of the ones I've been really excited to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, Woman Under the Influence and last week's episode, Celebration. Right. Yeah. Those were. Which, while I was in Austin, I told Scott he needed to watch. Uh, and he was like, why? And I told him the rules and everything. And he was like, okay. I was like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> thinking. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Oh, that was, that, oh, I, it kind of, it only slightly worried me because that was a grin of, like, okay. Okay, ready? One, uh, two, three. Fuck. Okay. Um, we're going to go middle again. We're going to go two. Okay. Uh, next week. Um, we are going to be discussing Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread. Oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. right. It's been a while since we've done a PTA, uh, PTS yeah. movie. Do you want to know what one and three were? Sure. Uh, Ikiru was number one. I, I was thinking you were going to pick that one. Three was Kids. Oh, thank fucking God. <laughs> I am not in the right mental state to talk to watch that movie yet. Uh, Jordan Peele uh, once... Uh, praised Phantom Thread and saying this is cinema. Right, well, um, I'm gonna have to comp the 4K. So, so. Uh, Phantom Thread, very excited. Got um, old uh, D Day out of retirement. It, well, uh, and then to finally retire, you know, he said he was gonna retire after Lincoln, and then PTS was like, hey, 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 you wanna do this? Yeah. And he was like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but after this, I'm retiring. Sort of a. Um, a romance drama, I guess you would call it. Yeah, from uh, what I've heard, that's... From yeah. what I've heard, again, from yeah. what I've heard, I haven't seen it. Neither you have haven't seen it? Oh, I shit. Seen, that's why I picked it. It's on my list. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> so I haven't seen it. Um, I have started it twice. Uh, and then, you know why? Okay, so here's what I do. I'm a maniac. It's very late. I want to watch something sort of with a certain tone in a certain style. Uh-huh. And so I'll go, I want to watch something that I've never seen, which is insane because I know I'm not going to finish it. And I want it to be a certain way. And I've done this twice with Phantom Thread. And I put it in 10 minutes in. I'm like, I'm tired. But it's beautiful and it's wonderful. Didn't and you do that with another movie that you we did this season already? Probably. I don't remember. Um, no, I can tell um, I did that with... Uh, I not necessarily like that, but I did with Tinker Tailor. Um, uh, that's right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, uh, but definitely with Phantom Thread. And from the 15 minutes I've seen, <laughs> it is wonderful. 
Haley's gonna hate it. <laughs> Well, I because guess you're watching it alone it's in your very video slow. room. Eh, probably. Or she'll be there and not listening. Yeah. You know. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, we did we did Inherent Vice. You know, we've got... Uh, don't we have another one on the on my list? Maybe you do have another PTA on there. Um, I don't know. You might not. I think we have several Walking Phoenix films. That's true. And uh, Spike Jones. Yep. <laughs> but... Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we hope everyone enjoyed uh, Hell or High Water, and we'll see you next week for Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm.